Welcome to the Warrior Families Movement, where we learn how to create lives and homes in which you and your family are all passionately engaged in using your gifts and the fight for good. I'm your host, Karen Bates, and I'm excited to journey with you as we learn to let go of the weights of distraction, perfectionism, comparison, and control so we can freely walk with courageous purpose and loving presence on our unique paths. Each episode is designed to shine light on a step you can take toward your inspired dreams and vision for lifting your family and lighting the world. Welcome back, everyone. Today's episode is very timely, I think, for most of us. It's that time of year when we're noticing how bad we are at our New Year's resolutions, and I, for one, have been thinking a lot about weaknesses and how we all have weaknesses And we worry about how our weaknesses are going to affect the people we love, especially our children. I have ADD, so I'm very distracted. I lose things all the time. I lose track of time, and I'm extremely impulsive, which makes it really hard to be disciplined and stick to any plan or goal. But I have come to see very clearly that attached to every weakness is a strength. As long as we continue to practice infusing that weakness, with God's love. In other words, if we're doing what we're doing with charity in our hearts, love will be channeled into our weaknesses and we'll be able to see how they can be strengths that can be used for good. I know my kids were sent to me because they needed to learn from my weaknesses as well as my strengths. They have had to develop certain attributes because of what I lack. They don't need a perfect mom. They need a mom who sets an example of trying again even when she stumbles, struggles, and fails, often. Today we're going to hear from Molly Christensen, and you're going to love her. She is genuine, relatable, and super kind, and she just has a sincere desire to help those who struggle and stumble and fail sometimes. She's going to start off by telling us how disorganized she was and how she, like me, struggled with keeping goals. Then she'll tell us about the impact of establishing tiny habits and then stacking them or expanding them as you begin to get enough practice in living them. This is the structure that I use in my Warrior Journey program too, and I do believe in it very strongly. I have often seen this principle of small daily loving actions yielding great results in my life too. Molly is a living example of how powerful this principle is as you look at her life and see how much she has accomplished so far, just one tiny habit or change at a time. I had heard about Molly's kids and how amazing they were a while before I ever met her. And I was really, really excited when she messaged me one day and said that we should be friends because we seemed to have such similar missions. We, at that time, had both written books and were homeschooling a large family And we're also working on figuring out ways to share a message we felt really passionately about. And let's be honest, there just aren't a lot of people crazy enough to take that all on at once. So I was really excited to learn her story and why she was also a bit in over her head like I was. It was super refreshing to meet her at a park in the mountains and talk as our kids played in the field and in the stream. We learned that we both felt this burning message inside of us that wouldn't be quiet and we're trying to be guided by the Spirit on how to share it without neglecting our most important work as wives and mothers. And we shared ideas with each other about what has helped. That day at the park, Molly was getting ready to send her son off to be a full-time missionary the next week. And she was also in the middle of planning her daughter's wedding. Yet with all she had going on, she still exuded peace and trust that it would all work out. She had this beautiful way of listening and then saying just what you needed to hear. 
I still remember us talking that day, too, about how we both had this feeling and nudge to eventually start a podcast. She said, I do want to do it, but I wrote out a list of all the things I want to do, and a podcast is like number 27 on the list. I totally related to that feeling, and I loved her calm way of accepting that all she had to do was to give her little offering to God and that he would do the rest. In fact, she didn't even seem weighed down by her list at all. She seemed to find humor in it. She had truly accepted that little things done one by one with a loving heart would eventually get her to where she needed to be. And this trust is obviously working for her. In addition to her work in her family and her book, How to Get Everything Done, and her Building Heroes Academy and coaching, she now also has a podcast to help homeschooling moms. And if you listen to episode five on this podcast, you know that I believe that all moms are homeschooling moms. So whether you outsource some of your children's education or do it all at home, I am sure you'll relate to Molly's feelings of inadequacy when you feel inspired to do something hard that's beyond your current abilities. The advice she will share about what to do when this happens is so valuable. So here is Molly. Hey there, I'm Molly Christensen, homeschool mom to seven amazing kids and been at this for about 20 years now. And I am excited to help promote Karen's new podcast because I love that her mission is so similar to mine, where we're building strong families and strong mothers. So I wanted to just answer a couple of these questions here. The first question is, is tell a story of how you were nudged to do what you do. And the story that comes to my mind first is actually the nudge that I had to homeschool my kids. Because I'll tell you, that was definitely not on my radar. When I was in high school, my younger brother, when he was in about sixth or seventh grade, came to my mom and he was struggling in school. And he asked her if my mom could homeschool him. And my mom was like, what? What is that even? You know, I can't do that. But as my mom pondered and prayed about it, she decided that is what they needed to do with him because he was struggling so much. Uh, she, she didn't even know it was a thing when he asked her. And I don't even know where he came up with the idea. So he, my parents ended up homeschooling my younger brother. And then my younger sister was homeschooled as well. I was in high school at this time, like I said, and I thought... They, they asked me, do you want to be homeschooled too? And I was like, no, why would I want to do that? And in retrospect, I think that's kind of sad. But, you know, at the same time, I was like, I don't, I don't see any point of that. <laughs> okay, so I was kind of like, no, homeschool is just now. When my oldest son was about four years old, I started getting these thoughts and these ideas that I should homeschool him. And I fought that idea tooth and nail because I was like, no, that is a terrible idea. Homeschoolers have all these stereotypes attached to them, like they're socially awkward and they're a mess and they never comb their hair. And I also thought, yeah, there's no way because I'm way too disorganized. I can't homeschool a kid too. I mean, I, I would even tell myself, if this were rocket science, I'd totally be in. But no, homeschool, no. And the reason why I say rocket science is because I got my degree in engineering. So, uh, you know, that made sense. That would seem easier to me. So I didn't do it. I put my son in kindergarten and 
I thought, yeah, that's the end of that. I'll just be super volunteer mom and it will be great. Turns out it wasn't so great because it is kind of hard to volunteer in the school when you have younger kid. And also all I was really doing was cutting out pieces of paper for the most part and it, or helping maybe some of the kids that were struggling a little more, which is good, but I was never really helping my own child. And so for first grade, I, find, I, I said, okay, I think I'm still gonna have to do this because it kept coming to my heart that I needed to homeschool this kid even though it was so uncomfortable for me. So I just threw myself in, did a ton of research, implemented my plan and started homeschooling him. And it was not all flowers and daisies and rainbows after that, but I can tell you it was the right choice to do at the time. So that was the start of my homeschool journey and why I do what I do now, which is help encourage other homeschool moms that they can do this too. Because if I, who was such a mess and so uncomfortable that can do it, then anyone can really do it. So a guiding principle for my life, which is now I can say this, at the time I didn't really understand, or you know, much of my life I didn't really understand what I was trying to do here, but I would say the guiding principle of my life is really learning how to be obedient to my promptings, to the promptings I receive, to the calls to action that I get and to act. And that's really a huge thing that motivates me to keep going because I know that when I act on my own personal revelation, I am blessed, even if it's really uncomfortable, which it usually is. And I know that the, I'll get other great opportunities to serve people as well. And that really has made a huge difference in my life. Um, the last question here is, what are the most important personal and family habits that you have set in place that allow you to do your work in alignment with these calls to action? You know, that is actually an interesting question because when I first started homeschooling, one reason why I didn't want to is because I felt like I was so disorganized. And the reason why I felt like I was so disorganized is because I really had not very good habits, <laughs> not very many good habits. I had, a, I struggled struggled making good habits for myself. You know, I'd get all excited to do something and I could do it for about two or three weeks and then something would happen. I would get off track and I would beat myself up and I'd be so bad at the habits. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get this. But what I learned is, is that I actually could learn how to implement habits, which is a good thing. And, and it was really, really hard for me. I know like I always felt like it was so easy for my husband to have good habits because that was just more his personality type. But at the same time, you know, not everything really came as easily to him as I thought it did. <laughs> so I had to learn how to get through that struggle where I could implement habits in my own life, in my own home. And I was kind of one of these moms who had so many kids that I was almost like a mother martyr where I was putting everybody else ahead of me. So some of the habits that helped me out the most and, and, and because of that, it helped my kids out too, is because I learned how to um, have some self-care for myself because I was always putting everybody else first and you can't give them an empty take. So some of my most important habits, actually one of the first ones that I started with was actually just making my bed because I was just a really messy person. And 
once I started making my bed, it gave me that sense of accomplishment. So then I could go on and do other great things, but all I had to do, or I mean, all I required of myself was just to make the bed because otherwise <laughs> it, it's so easy to get caught in this trap where you're like, oh, New Year's Eve, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and this. And you have this big long list of things that you want to fix about yourself, but you can't do it all because you're not at that space yet. So I just had to start really, really simple. And then after that, I had always told myself, well, when I have time, I'm going to read the scriptures for an hour every day. You know, I'm going to have that power hour that everybody talks about. Well, that didn't really work either because I never had an hour or never made an hour. So what I finally realized I had to do was just start with like one minute or one verse or maybe five minutes. And so once I could start there and I could start getting that scripture reading habit, it really started to change my life because I could finally do something consistently and I was finally getting into the scriptures and I didn't have to do it for a whole hour, which was really good for me because with all those kids, I really didn't have the time. And like I said, I wasn't disciplined enough to even go to bed earlier and get up earlier than my kids either. So, but just really these habits that they really helped so much doing them, allowing myself to do them small and imperfectly. And then what I found was, is that I was started, as I started becoming more consistent with these things, I could get better and better at them and I could add on other things. So like now I almost do have a whole power hour. It might be like 45 minutes some days, but that's okay. But now I've worked up to that where I can actually do that. And so I think some of those things are, are some of the most important habits that I have had to be able to... Um, get myself more in a calm state, not so chaotic so that I can listen and I can learn how to be obedient to my promptings because I can actually hear them now. So anyway, that's just a little bit about me and I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you, Molly. You are so genuine and so super inspiring. Isn't it so easy to just instantly love her? Uh, my hope for you in each of these episodes is that you come away with a thought or a nudge about something that you can do to strengthen your life or your home or your impact for good in the world. And as you do that, I hope you'll do it in the way that Molly teaches here, just one tiny step or habit at a time. You can learn more about Molly's principle-based curriculum that is focused on building character in your children through the different disciplines and areas of study as they go on their hero's journey. It is called Building Heroes Academy at buildingheroesacademy.com. There you can also find her book and a ton of free resources to help you in your parenting. The link is in the show notes. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Will you please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast with your friends so that we can grow this warrior family movement and encourage one another in using our unique gifts in the fight for good. And if you'd like to know more about the Warrior Journey program, the events, the school, or any other resources, please visit awarriereducation.com. And I'll see you there.